Hello, Kinney. We are on day eight, and we are into week two of the 31 days of prayer. I, I hope that it's been an encouragement to you thus far. And today we're going to be focusing on an awakening of our own hearts in, in this church, that our hearts might be awakened to the reality of who God is in ways that we may need our hearts awakened. And if you look at the 31 days of prayer guide, we're focusing on Psalm 107, Psalm 107, verse 28. Here's what God's word says. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Now, this is probably a psalm that expresses thanksgiving to God because he is bringing his people back to their homeland from exile. And so verse 28, they cried to the Lord in their distress. That's referring to their time of exile when they were away from their homeland. And then it says, and he delivered them from all their distress, which seems to be an indication of his bringing them up out of exile back to their homeland of Israel. And it's interesting, however, there are four different groups in this psalm that are distressed and cry out to God. Four different distressed groups of people. The first group is found in verse 4. Verses 4 to 6, it says, Some wandered in the desert places, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Virtually the same language as our theme verse in verse 28. So you have this first group of people who are wanderers. It seems that they can't find their dwelling place. And therefore, they have no rest for their souls. They're hungry, they're thirsty, their souls are fainting within them. They are not at rest. I wonder if you can relate to that. Your soul at rest at this time, or are you feeling a lot of unrest during this time? Well, what should you do? The psalmist says they cried to God in their distress, and he delivered them. So I say just cry out to God for deliverance. That's group number one. These soul wanderers cannot find rest. Group number two is found in verse 10. It says, some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. Four, they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Okay, so what's the second group experiencing? They're experiencing distress as a result of their own sin. It, it mentions how they rebelled against God and it seems God is disciplining them and that's the distress that they feel. That's, maybe that's where you are right now. You're experiencing distress because you're experiencing the consequences of your own sin. And so what do you need to do? Cry out to God in your distress and ask for deliverance. And what is deliverance in your case? Forgiveness through repentance. So that's group number two. Number three is found in verse 17. Some were fools through their, their sinful ways and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Now this third group is similar to the second group, but it seems that the emphasis is more, not so much on their rebellion, but more so on their 
foolish decisions and the consequences they're experiencing of it. And so they, they again, are feeling distressed because of foolish choices that they made. And so what do they do? They cry out to God. And what does God do? He delivers them. And then we come to group four, verse 23. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in, in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and, they, and, and were at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Now this fourth group seems to be just a group who goes and does work normally. They're just going about their normal business. They're, they're, uh, they're shipmen. They are going out to sea doing their business and they get into a storm. And you can hear the language. They're up to the highest heavens, down to the lowest depth. They're just following the, the, the waves of the storm being tossed around. And what do they feel? They feel trouble. They feel distress. They, they are at their wit's end. So what do they do? The same thing that the other three groups did. They cry out to God in their distress. And what does God do? He delivers them. Now I want you to think about this. What does God's deliverance of each of these groups tell us about God? The second and third groups are in distress because of their own sin and their own foolishness, yet they cry out and God delivers them. The first and the fourth groups seem to be in distress not, to do, not, to, uh, not because of any fault of their own, not because of anything they've done wrong. They just find themselves in really difficult situations, experiencing hardship. And yet, what do they do? They cry out to God and he delivers them. What does this tell us about God? Does it not tell us that God has compassion on those who are experiencing suffering and distress due to no fault of their own? And he has compassion on those who are experiencing distress and suffering due to their own sin and foolishness. Both groups cry out to God, and in both cases, God delivers each of them. This tells us, this highlights the steadfast love of God towards his people. No matter if they're rebelling in sin or if they're just finding themselves in a hard situation, God's love remains the same. He has compassion for his people, no matter what situation they find themselves in. That's actually the point of this psalm. The point of this psalm is seen very clearly in verse 1. Listen to what verse 1 says. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Do you know what steadfast love is? Whenever you see that phrase in scripture, perhaps your translation says loving kindness. Whenever you see this phrase, steadfast love, that's a translation of the word hesed, which is referring to God's intimate covenantal love for his people. This is not just his general love for all of creation. This is a specific, intimate love that he has for his people. A covenantal love, a, a love that is based on his promise that he will never leave them or forsake them. He will remain true to them forever. A love that never wavers. And listen, that includes each 
person in each of these groups. Whether they're rebelling in their sin or whether they're just experiencing suffering in a fallen world, God's steadfast love remains the same. No matter what group of distress you're in, no matter what kind of distressor you are, God's love remains the same. Therefore, cry out to him in your distress. And listen, you have no right to say, God won't hear me because he doesn't care about the suffering I'm going through. Mm -mm. His steadfast love endures forever. And listen, you have no right to say, God won't hear me if I cry out to him for deliverance because the suffering I'm experiencing and the distress I'm feeling is a result of my own sin. You can't say that. God hears because his steadfast love endures forever. So I say, cry out to God to deliver you from your distress. He hears, he sees, he listens, he cares. Why? Because his steadfast love endures forever. So let's now pray for ourselves in this regard. Pray for Kinney Avenue Christian Fellowship. We as a church that our hearts would be awakened during this time, this time of distress to the reality of God's enduring steadfast love. Let's cry out to him now. Our Father, that's what we're doing right now. We're crying out to you in our distress. Some of us are feeling more distressed than others, no matter where we are on this scale of distress. And for whatever reason it is, we have different reasons. Some of us are, are totally scared about what's going on and, and, and scared about catching this virus, scared about a family member catching, about, catching it, scared, scared about what's ha it's happening, what it's doing to the economy. Others of us are feeling skeptical about all this skeptical about who's behind it, no matter what we're feeling, what kind of distress we're feeling, Lord, we pray in any and every case, we would cry out to you in our distress, knowing that your steadfast love endures forever. Prove yourself to be the God of faithfulness, the God whose steadfast love endures forever. And Lord, deliver us from our distress. Awaken our hearts to the reality of your steadfast love in the midst of our distress, and then deliver us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.